You're listening to Two Pauls and a Pod. I'm Paul Merriman. And I'm Paul Reed. This episode, Paul, I'm excited about this episode. So in front of us, we have um, the legend that is Rory O'Connor. So everyone's going to know you from... Rory stories. Rory stories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the absolute epic journey you've gone on. And a typical order of fashion, if you don't mind, um, I think there's a lot of, like a, a lot of people love what you do, support it, and you know, they get behind it. You've 300,000 followers, you're everywhere. Everyone just, I think it's a brilliant story. But can you just give us a little bit more about Rory first? Because like I said, everyone's going to know Rory stories. Give us a little bit of your background and just have a chat. Where, yeah. Where uh, are you from? Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, Rory O'Connor is my name. It's funny I have to say that because Mount people that say, uh, Hi, I love your stuff. What's your real name? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, my, name, yeah. my name's Rory. <laughs> oh, Rory Story's brilliant, yeah. And I'm like, All right, yeah, good man. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I'm from Ashbourne in County Mead, born and bred. Uh, Mom and dad bought a house there in 82. I know you came along in 87. So, yeah, as, as Ashbourne as you'll get. Like, um, and then I suppose normal, grew up in a housing state, normal kind of carry on childhood, grew up in the 90s, which when you look at today's society, very lucky to grow up in them yeah. times where it was simple and like everyone out playing, you know, curbs and, and squares and uh, all these games it's that you so Yeah, yeah. It's going to say Ireland, but I'm not going to say that. Remember, remember that? Yeah, yeah, Watch yeah. our letter. Watch our letter. Oh, I hope to go home for my dinner. <laughs> uh, all them, all them kind of uh, games that were just, just, just great crack, really. Like, um, I went to primary school uh, in, in Ashburn as well. Didn't get on great in school, which was a big part of my story. Like, I struggled in school, like, from a young age, just... Like back in the back in the nineties, you know, there was no such thing as like the dyslexic or ADHD or anything like that. Yeah. Or autism is all like he's all just little fuckers get go up there and face the wall or, or get out of house. Class, all that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's mad. Like if you look, it's actually at my, mad looking back, isn't it? Yeah, like if you look at my journal, like it's just absolutely covered. And, and we pulled it out there when I done a memoir a few years ago. And the amount of like it's just like Rory disrupting class. Rory's easily distracted. Rory giddy. like giddy. Like it's yeah. just can, can someone not. I sp- anyway, listen, we have to move on. So that's the school wasn't a great experience. It uh, had a big impact on my confidence, I suppose, uh, for a long time. In even a negative though, way. In a negative yeah. way. Like, even though, like, like people, I, I, I come across a very confident fella, like, uh, but deep down, like, I was good at the, the mask, like, you know what I mean? Letting on. But, like, whenever it came to anything got to do with school, the anxiety. Remember, like, I had one kind of a teacher that kind of enjoyed me not being able to do that and make you stand up in class. And I was very big for my age and it was horrible. And looking down and not being able to read properly and just like it's like anything like like when 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 the nerves are actually like your concentration comes just go and you can barely say your own name and it's and then you know the classic giggle and and, and it's just it, it, it it's trauma that I knew was there like and when I went back a, year, a few years ago that's that was a big issue was right. was uh, the word stupid like was was a real trigger for me like even like myself and the best mate Tony who's a similar kind of upbringing and he used to say if you ever want to rally or annoy Tony Rory call him stupid in school and we'd fucking snap and grab you by the throat like because we believed it like yeah. um, so that was it school and then Gaelic uh, sport was huge played a lot of Gaelic football with, with Dunmore Ashburn uh, golf uh, played Pigeon Port and then Ashburn Golf Club and rugby and so like you know everything like do you know what I mean just just was well, uh, naturally kind of drawn towards the sports and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, than, yeah 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 it gave me a bit of an identity especially because yeah. again I was so big so I found football uh, a bit easier than others like like anything they, they catch up with you when you're minor and above but for that kind of 14, 15, 16 I was men against boys because yeah. I was so big like yeah. um, 
so yeah, like like yeah, like normal enough kind of like mom and dad from from were from the country, normal normal working class people. My dad worked in Aer Lingus for just twenty or thirty years, like so just yeah, very normal. No, Great, no major, yeah. Yeah, I know you're saying the class can be a similar kind of situation school to be honest and the same here. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, most successful people there. That's what we find out now. Like yeah. Yeah. Um but like would you be drawn towards like comedy and, and, and films and, and all the stuff that you know associated with you now particularly with Rory stories and stuff would you like yeah, sketch comedy yeah, like, TV shows all that crap yeah I suppose like 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 I suppose I went back about a year ago now maybe two years and I got officially assessed and, and ADHD dyslexic I always knew it like yeah. and, and now I'm actually on medication now the last maybe five months is that for the ADHD it, like, yeah and how would you find it yeah, I'm still getting there with it. Uh, like, you try and, uh, an ADHD coach, I met before, you try and look for the negatives, but she said, write down the positives. And for me, the big one is uh, is getting shit done. Like, like so when I come home, like, say if I come home for a few gigs in a row, my bag would be left there for a month until the next gig, when now I can actually come home and put my stuff in the washer, put it away. And I know that's simple to a lot of people. That used to blow my mind. Like, just the simple things used to be... Tasks. Very, oh, my God, like, unbelievable. And... And controlling my hyperness is where I feel it helps. Like, so what happens to me is, I when I have something coming up that that, that you know is exciting, I, I get really hyper and I start flapping and rubbing my hands and um, you know all that kind of uh, sensory kind of issues. Like that, that's a big part of me flapping and, and really getting hyper, 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 hyper. And then what happens is you crash and you're depressed. Like, mm. um, and it's only recently I uh, maybe it was a two year ago or a year and a half ago I really noticed it was myself my dad and my sister were going to see the Fury Brothers uh, for my dad's birthday and big fans never seen them before couldn't wait from five o'clock that morning I was up and my wife was like you are a fucking nuisance get out of the gaff I was worse than the kids going hyper hyper and yeah. full of energy and, and rubbing my hands and, and it's, it's hard to explain I'm sure people listening might have the ADH that maybe touch of uh, autistic kind of uh, behaviours kind of flipping your hands and getting your uh, sensations via that and then Anyway, went with my dad, had a few points and that night, uh, just sitting there and like my sister's like, you are right? I was like, I'm fucking depressed. Like, and she's like, you are right? And I said, yeah, no, I'll get through. And uh, I said to my dad, I don't want to do it. I went to bed and the next day I was trying to figure it out. And when I asked the specialist, I'd used up all my endorphins yeah. all day long. And by the time the actual event came, I, I, I had nothing left in the brain. I was just burnt out. And what's the easiest way then is drink. And I would have done that for years, just got locked and then you get back up to that place. Mm. But then, you know, you're twice depressed. So I'm, I'm getting more and more knowledgeable now about how my brain works. So I just went to bed and so there's no point going on the rip because I'm just chasing a high. Like. Yeah. So, so, so I'm learning all the time. But yeah, the medic, I think it is. I'm nearly there now, but I'm getting there. Like, um, Rory, did you find when you, when you were, I know you were saying you, were, you knew or you had a roundabout idea, but like when you were diagnosed, was that a relief? Because for a lot of people, it's kind of like, I fucking knew it. But, yeah. but just to get told officially, it's kind of a relief to it. Yeah, big relief. Yeah, because like, I, like, I, Put a name on I knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't bold. I know bold is such a harm, yeah, 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 but I knew yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. like, but I just, I, 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 even like now I'm not too bad, but like holding conversations is very difficult to me. I'm not good at eye contact. That's another trait. Like, and people think it's an ignorance. It's not. I just, whenever I am trying to get something important across, I can't, I can't yeah, look at yeah. you. I have to look away. Tommy Tiernan does an awful lot in his show. He'd yeah. look into the into the uh, clouds and he'd, that's him kind of 
wanting to get across something uh he wants to say right where if i make eye contact with you it's nearly like uh you know roller coaster in my head so we don't get my words out it's yeah, fucking yeah. mad like yeah, it really and it's I have not to focus on yeah, that. yeah 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 exactly yeah so there's so a lot of people being diagnosed you see james mclean um, yeah, autistic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Autistic as well. So, was he? Yeah, yeah. Because he said his daughter, I think mm. it was his daughter, Erin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah she yeah. she was diagnosed and she he noticed a lot of her traits he had. Like what you were saying, maybe. Yeah. I know what it was. But like, mm. Yeah, various different things. Various different yeah. things. And he went good. There was a lot of people, like you said, that we would have been just considered bold as kids in school yeah. or yeah. lack of attention or giddy and all these things. And just went just completely undiagnosed. But now yeah. with like social media and people like you talking about it so openly or James McLean saying it, mm. people are going, even you mentioned the symptoms that you were talking about, like, you know, people are going to listen going, oh, I, I, I do that. that. Yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. Mm. And I think I see a bit, a lot more people. So t- take us past then. So from school, normal background and family and Ashbourne, t- can we bring us to the Rory stories beginning? Because... It's just epic. <laughs> yeah, don't mind yeah. me saying. I feel like uh, it takes a lot of guts to, to put something out there, regardless what it is. Yeah. I don't care what. It you, is. you well, you well, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just just putting it out there. And and we were kind of talking before as well. Some people's cynicism going, "What's he doing? Like, what's he?" And again, it's an Irish thing. Just begrudgery. It's a begrudgery yeah. thing. It's some some of it's charming, some of it's hurtful. You know, it's I say charming in terms of going, "Oh yeah, that's fucking that's typical." But like to to put something out there, how did that feel, or why did you just go? Did you make it for your friends first and then go, yeah, to Yeah, no, and, and um, like, it, it, it's amazing. It, it kicked off from rock bottom. Like, so this is, I suppose, where the gambling will just come in naturally with this story. Mm. So, so I suppose, um, oh God, where do you start? So, uh, yeah, so like I, I struggled in various jobs for years. Like I worked, um, I went to be an electrician uh, and like my dad, typical Irish man, oh, you're a fucking shite in school, go get yourself an electrician yeah, trade yeah. or whatever. And I was never any good at that. Big, massive banana fingers on the <laughs> Like really clumsy hands. So I was yeah. never going to be a delicate little electrician and blow yeah. that gaff up. So <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, but I... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what my dad was thinking but anyway uh, I went to Foss and Fingers like and lads were wiring all around me and I yeah. had a breeze what was going on I remember going back then to my manager and he was like Rory he said there was eight, eight, eight modules in in, in Foss and you passed one and he said we've never had anyone ever uh, fail seven what the hell are you doing and I said to Mick fucking pass one did it jeez that's what really is yeah I said which one Mick I'm just kind of curious what I fluked and he said it was your attendance that passes as a module so I said alright so anyway electrician gone then I, I got a job in, in Quinn Direct Insurance um, in Blanche when wow. Quinn was obviously booming uh, they were taking on anyone uh, and uh, they took me on so they definitely were taking on anyone and he winked <laughs> me way into a job there and I uh, worked there for uh, maybe two years and I remember like uh, uh, like I hadn't a fucking clue like I mean like like I'm probably half the reason he like went what? to his knees oh stop like so like I, I peaked in fourth class in primary school and there'd be yeah. people emailing me and I don't even know the words they were saying and I just start deleting all these emails and I don't have a clue what this lad's on about <laughs> just deleting them and these are like solicitor letters soon Quinn Direct and I'm like having a breeze with your on about I pal. can't see it it doesn't <laughs> exist and, uh, yeah yeah and the med me man Manager being, I mean, my manager being like, geez, Roy, you're very sufficient. You've, you've zero in your inbox. Ah, yeah, I'm a quick learner. <laughs> I'm a quick learner. Now you go. Uh, anyway, 
I, I used to. I, I remember walking in every day, being like, "Surely they're gonna find me out today. This is madness." And then one day, my manager called me in. She's already. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question. And I'm like, honestly, yeah. I said, "Have you any idea what you're, what you're doing?" Her. I said, "I've absolutely no idea." <laughs> she was amazing. like, "I'm glad you said that because uh, we found a few solicitor letters and we were being fined. Like, you know, it was big ship. Like, to a twenty year old, whatever. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever." And then uh, she was like, "To be honest, the only reason you're still here is because you're good morale for the team." And I says, "So what you're saying is I'm shy at my job. I'm just good." Cracked, she's like exactly. I was like, All right. I was like I'm gonna take the positives out of that. Yeah. So anyway, things went tits up for Sean Quinney or where, and, and he offered redundancy, and I got this whopper package. Like, couldn't believe me. Look, I was like, what? For, you're giving that to me for what? She's like, redundancy. I didn't even know what runs he was, and she's yeah. like, what? She said, sign the form. I signed the form, and I says, do I have to work with my time? She goes, no, but we kind of like if you did. Good luck, gone out see the door. You, see you, boy. Off to Australia. <laughs> Going around Australia like the usual Irish backpack and having the crack whatever yeah. till my money runs out and then started working. So that brings me up to when I came home then in the middle of a recession. Uh, it was like 2011 and best I could do was get myself a job in a call centre for like minimum wage and it was around then like definitely the depression was kicking in. I was like, Rory, you're in your mid-twenties, you've no college degree, you've no apprenticeship, you've no leaving sir. You actually are useless, and that teacher that we all have that one teacher yeah, like, yeah. that said you'll never fucking amount to that. And like, and I was thinking, bastard was right. Like, he, like he, if he could see me now, he'd be yeah. laughing at me, going, "I told you your personality and your nonsense get you nowhere." And you're sitting there depressed mm. in this like. I think like I, I remember like I was getting like a, a 103 bus which Ashburn into town an hour from 7-8 then getting a dart out picking up a headset and, and ringing people for the ESB bills and getting lashed out over like abused all sorts of names from 9 to 5 and not home to 7 and he, my mum showed me a pay package recently and it was like 1,640 euro for a month's work that's what I was getting and this is me when I was renting a house now and I was so fucking depressed. I was like, like all my friends are like either college degree or, and here's me. So I was in an awful headspace. But I suppose to hold you there, and this interesting part of the story, bring it back to when I was 16, I put on my first gambling bet. And the bet won. And I, I, I just took a shine to this gambling because... Um, what I know now with my ADHD is you kind of you lack an endorphin like that high like so you crave the high like and that's why a lot of uh, addicts are ADHD like you know and that's one thing I've definitely found out is a lot of people who struggle with addiction are ADHD because they're super hyper focused if you, if you channel that in the wrong direction you're bollocks like do you know what I mean so you have to be doing something positive like so for me, gambling was 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 my way out, and like it, it's like everyone. It started off with you know three teams, you know Saturday, like you know forever bet, just whatever. Just on the football, and stuff yeah, like, the yeah, usual yeah, kind yeah. of like you know. And it's funny. I remember this lady in the bookies in Ashman saying, "Rory, I'm telling you now, it might be a fiver now, but when you start, like you know, this is a dangerous game." And I was like, "Oh no, it's only the weekend." And then you win, of course, and then you, you get back into it, and then suddenly, like. I realised that uh, I got to a stage where I couldn't watch a match without putting a bet on. That was the fix. Like, and it, it wasn't that it was crazy money, but it was just money I didn't have. So what I would do, I get me me pox of a wage, and I give my wife the money for for food. For uh, there was me, Emma, and my child who was only one. Yeah, food for uh, whatever shop uh, the rent, and then the rest five five hundred euro. I was happy to gamble that, like, and that's kind of how it was, like, and. And like I remember looking back, my 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 wife was from Blanchetown and she used to come over to Ashburn like and I'd have her sitting in the bookies for the day, like and she was too nice to say it and like, you know, yeah. she fucking tell you now, like, do you know what I mean? But she, she back then she was just, you know, young love, like, you know, everyone was, oh okay, yeah, no, whatever you want to do, John, yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. <clears throat> but looking back, like, and then <clears throat> I suppose I, I started to become a lawyer, like. 
she'd ring me where are you I'm like oh, I'm down and my mate's got but I'll be in the jacks of the bookies all this kind of simple so, things as you're saying yeah, yeah. Got, when you look back you can see their signs but back then they're kind of yeah yeah and, and, and became a bad person like you know like I love sport but I, I wasn't watching sport for enjoyment I was watching it for the fix like so I'd be watching a big game and I'd be like oh you fucking useless that fella why didn't you put that in the, in the net yeah, or yeah. why didn't you put that over the bar and it's just a pure gambler coming out of me like and even well, like can I, can I just ask sorry just on the on, on feeling <coughs> bad sorry to interrupt you uh, was there a first moment when you lied and you went or can you remember a moment where you lied and went fuck that was a bad lie mm. I, I really I shouldn't have said yeah, that you want to tell her now on the podcast uh, yeah no not the lie <laughs> no, no, it was... not the lie itself but just the kind of moment <coughs> where you went Jesus and, and a realisation of going <coughs> fuck it I have to do this in order to get the bet in and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah there, there, there was like there was a <coughs> like there was a few lows like I remember like one day being out and uh, I'd say you go down to the bookies with like a couple of hundred euro on a Saturday and that was a common thing back like now they've online but back my mates we yeah, go, go to book and it's called chance around you go in there and chance around for the yeah. day hopefully you leave at the end with money yeah. but for someone like me that the person I know I am now that, that's a nightmare because I'm addicted personality where lads were going to bear for Chatham and they, they'd have a few points on the back horse and then they'd be on the bear even I'd be still in the bookies back in wonky donkey in the virtual dogs and whatever was moving like yeah. and I always knew like and like you knew but like you couldn't admit it and it was horrible when someone called you out saying you need to look at yourself oh, I don't have a fucking problem and you were real you were always the shield up um, it was loads even like one in other times sticks out uh, probably gamblers will relate to this is it was one of my mates uh, 21st I was only 19 and he was 21 so yeah so this yeah so so basically I, I I had 150 euro for his night it was an old fashioned 21st I know everyone like the cocaine is ramping and like that's something yeah. I'm fucking I'm passionate about as well because like uh, I don't tell it not to do but again it's the addiction side of it yeah. and the, the guys who worked with in prison you know, a lot of them are cocaine addicts. But anyway, back like when I, it wasn't really a thing. Like now, the all young lads do. It was just get locked on vodka red bull. Yeah. That's, well, that's where it was for us. Anyway, Same. so 150 euro generally do we like? So anyway, I said I had the 150, and I said that morning, I'm gonna go down to the bookies here and chance me arm. So suddenly, uh, I lost 50, and I said, oh, should I still have a hundred. So that's enough for like a few points, a few red bulls, throw throw score into a man's card for his birthday, whatever. Then it's only down to 50 euro and you're there going, right, uh, right, well, I'll have six cans before I go out. I'll give you a man a score and I'll have 30. That's six points to be grand. Then you're down to a score. First thing he says, fuck him, he'll be all right, I'll pay him again. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't, yeah. he won't miss the card. Yeah. And then it's, I'll just have, I'll just have six cans and, and then, and then you're down to nothing. Like, I remember that, I actually remember that day walking home from the bookie. The bookies to my house is only about, 300 yards I remember Jesus in the middle I remember physically punching myself straight in the nose with, with thickness like going yeah fucking age and boom hit me head just going like with no money like and then going back to me and back to the mother as usual and then she give you and then you're out and then like see the thing gambling is like you're out with lads and lads saying oh there's a tip tomorrow in fairy yeah, house yeah. you know and then I go ask my for another 50 because I got I'd say to my ma can I have loaned 50 because I got 50 off Paul last night and they all by him but that'd be to put on this fucking tip yeah so it's a vicious circle like yeah. so anyway that, that was the way it was and then 2013 was definitely the rock bottom for me so how it came about is um, I was I was bubbling badly like uh, around then I knew I was but my club uh, were knocked out of county championship and GA was everything to me at the time like it was my purpose and 
we were knocked out and the summer was free and, and I just uh, that was it for me so I went on the beer uh, in town not far away from here turned off my phone like had girlfriend at home one year old child didn't care just drink 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 gamble 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 and that night we were all in a nightclub um, not too far away from here again actually uh, and, and I remember being there and everyone's having a crack and I just wanted to go out to the casino and gamble like that was in my head mm. so I lied to my mates said boys I'm heading home and I, I off I went to, to this casino I remember walking down and like anyone who, who's been with addiction can like the, 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 the clever person had a saying what are you at and the little devil on her shoulder is like don't mind that cabbage you're going to go down here now and you're going to win a thousand euro and everything will be great mm. I went in anyway and took my last 200 euro over the ATM machine put it on the roulette table boom gone and still to this day, I can still even you know it's kind of, you know that noise of chips coming across the car. I can yeah. actually that gives me shivers now because that was it because it actually landed that I actually have no money. There's zero in my bank balance. I have about two euro in my pocket. My phone. I haven't spoke to my girlfriend all day. I've lied to my mates and I walked outside and that was the lowest I've ever been. Like suicide was rampant. I you was see, just in bits. Like do you know what? Honestly, because as I said to you before, from from not too familiar with the gambling story that you've obviously gone through, it's so. And I hope I'm not coming across as saying something wrong here or trying to rub it the wrong way. I would usually think with gambling that it's t- hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands you're in. you went in debt but, no. but it's what it was doing to you mental and health yeah it was 200 like, yeah. quid sorry I'm not trying to yeah, be little Rory whatever yeah, I hope yeah, I'm not yeah. coming across no no it I wasn't that's yeah. everything to you at the time, but that's what I'm saying but it's yeah. the fact that the, and I, I just been I know I'm probably sound very ignorant here and I'm really sorry to this listen that's in this situation I think I've been ignorant but I I'm just so thanks for being so honest but the fact that it was, I know it was everything you had, the 200 quid, yeah, by the no, way. This, but I was, I, honestly, I, yeah. I was honestly expecting to send on, I ran up 100 grand and I had the 20 grand credit card and, you know, remortgaged the house or I got me mum and dad. I ran up debts with this person, mm. that person. But the, the profound effects, because it's actually just the illness of gambling or yeah, the, yeah. the thing that it, was like, doing to you rather like, than the money. The money's actually nearly irrelevant, really, but, isn't but it? But you're right. It's all relative. Like, yeah. like 100 grand or 200 euro is. If that's all you it's, have, it's, yeah. It's yeah. still the same feeling. Yeah. You know, it's still at that moment it was ever I had. Yeah, it's mad. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and just because you're, you know, you're, you have a massive job, you're on big money, and you're, you know, hundred grand. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It's still the same, yeah, it's same feeling, feeling. Yeah, yeah. Of nothing in my bank account, and and, uh, and yeah, it's fucking yeah, it, it, it's just the same. Like whether you know, it's it's still felt the same. And I suppose yeah, like that night, like it was like I just kept telling myself like. You're like you're useless. You're a bad father. You're a gambler, and you're stupid. The word stupid was such a a, a word trigger, trigger word, for me. Yeah. Like, um, and the gas thing is, and I speak, I do talks in companies and schools, colleges now. Like uh, a lot of work I do, and like I always say, but who was telling me that? Who was telling you that? I was. Yeah. No one was standing there going, "You are." It, it was Rory like, and the mad thing about it is, if I'd have taken my life that night, which I was extremely close, I never felt as flat. You just wanted to end. You want this voice to go and out here. I would have been another example of Rory O'Connor. Jesus, he's always in great yeah, form. That, yeah. Life and soul, the party, great lad, great, all this kind of stuff. That was my personality. I get on with most people. Everybody, I was, yeah, I was yeah. an outgoing fella. And, and yeah, yeah, thankfully, uh, like, I'm, like I had a cousin that took his life by suicide when I was a teenager. And that stuck with me as well about the ripple effect it has. And, mm. And and thankfully, I, I took out my phone, tears coming out, rang my girlfriend, and I don't remember much, and she said, Rory, please go home. And talk about fate, like, I pulled a taxi fella over, and uh, 
I said Ashburn and if you do that like when, like you yeah, did say eyes. money up front because say when I was growing up we'd go into town and we'd say right load around get a taxi bring him to a cul-de-sac good luck see you lad over a while and gone not proud of but that's what with young lads you do but for whatever reason this fella said yeah jump in and I don't know whether I slept or spoke no idea I, at, at all it's all a blank lock like and get into the house anyway and my wife girlfriend paid the taxi and next day my dad came down and I had a chat with him and decided I want to stop forever there was loads of times where I promised my girlfriend I'm done now and then Paddy Power or whoever brought out these little cards where you go in and you top up you know this that was my other I'll just top up 50 a week but then you're running back and forth to the bookies then the online was a killer for me yeah like I remember being up like late at night back in cricket don't know cricket ball from a cricket ball from the breeze but I was looking at odds I like golf be watching golf going will Tiger Woods part of the next hole put a few and a fix fix it was all and I love like getting up in the morning and uh, knowing right that evening I have I have a score on on a Real Madrid against Barcelona and just that calmness of a fix a, a bet on. So I once know, it was on, once it's on, yeah. And and they'd often tell you it's not about winning, it's about putting the bet on. Like it just gives you that little feeling of a little hit of endorphin. Right, the bets on and. So, uh, so, but but for, when I hit that moment, the casino, that was my rock bottom. Right. Done. I'm done here, and uh, it's either you know get busy living or get busy dying, and, and I, I didn't want to die like I didn't, but this fucking demon was at me. Something shocking. I said, right, I'm done. And uh, I met a fella from the Rutland Centre, Jerry Cooney's name, great man, and we spoke about addiction. And he said to me about addiction can be used in in, in a positive and a negative. Rory he said negative is your your drugs, your gambling, your alcohol. A positive is something you're passionate about. Transfer that energy. He said, I know you, I've, I've worked, you, you have that drive in you. Let's switch that, like, you know. And he said, find something you're interested in. And I went away and said, but I've always wanted to get into comedy and acting. It's something that came natural to me. Storytelling was always something that came natural, like making people laugh just by chatting them was something like just all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I said, right, here's the t- time. So would you believe what it's, uh, it, it, this would be out in May. So May 2013 is when that moment happened outside. Wow. Uh, and then a few uh, months after that, when him and Harm, they wrote Rory stories on a piece of paper in 2013. The name is Rory, like telling stories. And, and I start with a blog. Didn't know how to do a blog, rang a friend, he knows, he set up a blog, I just started telling stories on the blog, and people enjoyed them. Like then. writing them out? <clears throat> yeah, writing right, out, yeah. just so, uh, come and, uh, it was like Rory's stories, have a laugh at my expense, was the name of the blog, you'll find it if you, Brilliant. it's still there, like, and a uh, Facebook page, someone sent me up a Facebook page, Rory stories, and then I just done one GA sketch in 2014, and, the likes of joe.e and balls.e got wind of it and put it up and that was huge at time I was like oh my god like this guy mm. does sketch yeah, do you remember that back in then when joe yeah was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah like yeah, that that was like that. that was the best and i was like this is unreal and then it's because the penny dropped us is that like the ga is wide open and, and social media was like there was no definitely no tiktok and not maybe instagram just facebook anyway there was no tiktok and, yeah, yeah no no, sorry, no 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 instagram yeah, either yeah, yeah it was only just, facebook yeah, it was yeah. facebook so me and my shitty iPhone 4 down to the GA club with a few lads to help me out and we started to sketch out these videos and So you just got your mates to just go here, you hold it like that, <laughs> yeah. you come around that. But and how did you figure out how to edit stuff or were you just shooting one shotters for well, the first? Just go onto my YouTube and look how fucking dirty it is. Like <laughs> yeah. it wasn't there wasn't there was fucking dumb and dumb looking at the phone going, How the fuck do you edit this? Like, and sometimes we just throw up the video raw with 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 the bits of uh, yeah, yeah. and just put it up. 
a clue like it just like it just goes shows where with content it doesn't have to be the perfect content you see yeah, that's saying people get paralysed yeah, with content that yeah, they need to be that, that would have been like, better in the early better, days right. that would have been an, an easy target role store it was all fucking shite everything was on stupid phone would they not get good quality I was like why though like there's still hundreds of thousands of, of, of uh, views why would I go get big expensive cameras I didn't have any money like you have to remember yeah. I'm still in this job with no money like I was so going to ask you that sorry Roy just with so that, that night outside the casino and uh, in, in just just because I'm thinking of it from someone's point of view listening in going I think I could be in that same situation but how did you know was it talking to your dad and, and your girlfriend at the time uh, the next day going and it, it's, it is that big thing that a lot of addicts say was admitting it yeah and was that yeah. that morning the next yeah. morning you went I actually do and admitting it was there a sense of yeah, just, relief in yeah, that as well it is, it is relief like, and it's like like it's uh, an, an addict is a lawyer like yeah and an addict can make a very good human being a very bad person like and that goes like heroin is the big one there the coke you know whatever drug alcohol but, but it can make a really good soul a very bad soul by being addicted to it and that's what it was doing to me like yeah. I was lying to it like, like me mate I'm not, I'm not a lawyer I'm straight yeah, as you yeah. get but this was making me lie because like what do like what do addicts not want to hear they don't want to hear the truth because yeah. they don't they, because they don't it's easy it. to numb the pain and just you know get out of your head and like drink is great for that drugs all that just get away from that and worry about it tomorrow but you're just pausing tomorrow's problems. That's all you're doing, like with any addiction, like, you know. And with sorry, and then just jumping because uh, I just wanted to know about that moment as well. That's amazing. That you're saying <laughs> my mind's a bit blown actually, to be honest. But if you if you jump forward to when you're doing all those videos with your mates in the, in the car bar, if we fast forward back to that, and then you just go, Jesus, this is actually taking off. Like, yeah. And so what what happens next then in terms of um. How do you how do you monetize that as well? I mean, how do you actually earn money from this? Like, stuff? Sponsorships uh, and all that. I don't know. I swear to God, I as all I can say is a wing and a prayer. I <laughs> I, I I just kept kept one. You knew foot it was working. I felt. just kept one foot in front of the other. And yeah. well, it's also a set that you're doing which you love as well. You yeah, enjoy yeah, it. So exactly. There was never you never. I, I sorry, I don't know if Madam but. I don't, I don't believe you ever started Rory Stories or did all that to content make to make yeah. money. No, you, no, no. There was maybe a wing and a prayer that I, might work I, had, out. A, I yeah. had a vision that comedy was going to be like my route. Like, uh, but like it's mad. Like when I in the early days when I was doing the blog, do you know what my 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 end goal was? My end goal was like uh, being a GA funny comedy writer in the in the Sunday Independent. That was my. That was my 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 yeah, holy yeah. grail. So like a Russell Carroll character. That was my yeah. My holy grail was like so. Every Sunday you pick up the paper and you read right what's Rory saying about GA match in a funny way. That's what my target was in the right. very early days. But suddenly, it was still a great idea. But uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like. Uh, but yeah, but suddenly like uh, like Paddy Hulham was great for me. Paddy who's in Mrs. Yeah. Brown's boys place that was up. Oh, Paddy yeah. would ring Paddy and off, and Paddy just kept saying, "Rory, just keep doing what you're doing. doing. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing." And it was real frustrating because I had all this positive energy ready to go. I was ready for the world. And the beauty about rock bottom is you're so resilient when you bounce back off. It's so I was ready. Yeah. I was like, I like talk Take about on the burn walls. your soul to the world. I was ready. I was like, hey, fucking whatever you have, I'll take and I'm gone because I know what it was like. And 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 it just kept moving forward. And then within six months say there was a hundred thousand people that liked this Facebook mm. page and people on road this is mad. But I just kept going. And going, and then I was asked to do a gig at a GA club, which uh, I was like, "Yeah, and what, what do you charge?" And oh, whatever you think yourself, you know this. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, a clue, yeah. like yeah. so. A couple of hundred euro went up, and and 
made a bollocks myself for an hour and <laughs> didn't ever want to do that again. And then I said, no, do you know, learn. And then you're back again. And 2016 came along, left my job. I was working in CPL recruitment, uh, Marion Square here. Every time I walk by, I get a lovely feeling because I remember when I was working in it, I remember there's going to be a day, Rory, we're going to walk by here yeah. and there's going to be a day where you'll be doing what you do and it's the most beautiful feeling I in get the that, world. That's the same thing I yeah, get in London. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the beautiful... Yeah, yeah. And like I had... I was on the late, late last year uh, and we stayed in a hotel nearby and around six, I said to my wife, I just want to go for a little run around town. No music in my ears, just me running and I was running by the old bus stop. I was running by, uh, I was running by like my old lane, the CPL. I was running by people coming home from work, and here was me five hours later, going to be on the late late promoting my fourth book, like yeah, you know, and it's a fucking really empowering feeling, and like, and it's 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 just worth all the pain, like to be in that moment where you just feel like you're walking on clouds. It's just, and I wish everyone felt that feeling once yeah. in their life, but it, 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 it just, it takes a lot of hardship to get to that place, yeah, but yeah. it's definitely worth it. But um, yeah, so 16 left me job. Everyone thought I was mad, bar my wife, she's now, and I, I left it. And I always had this six week plan. Just as long as you have enough money to get you by the next, because I had to remember, I had a child that was yeah, three yeah. or four, like, and I mean, so I, I couldn't be selfish. So, Six weeks, six weeks, six weeks, uh, and and then 2017 came along, and I was I, I was approached to write a book about the GA, and I was like, a book, sure, I can't spell, I'm, I'm dyslexic, and <laughs> even after doing the blogs and all that kind of stuff, yeah, but who just helped to, you with that, Rory? Uh, so I wrote the book myself. Right. I had an editor that helped me piece together, but I wrote the whole thing from scratch, and. It was it was just it was my Mount Everest in my head. I wanted to fucking write a book because I wanted to prove I'm not stupid. I yeah. just wanted to prove. If, I said, Rory, if you can write a book, you're not stupid. And I struggled and struggled. And then I was googling how do people find uh, their kind of uh, creative moment. And and some people get it really early in the morning. Some people get it really late at night. So I literally for six weeks straight, I got up at four in the morning. I done a five k run around my estate. I got back. Uh, about 20 to 5 t-shirt off <laughs> fresh on cup of coffee wouldn't and just start writing from 5 to 7 That's and great. it worked all the beauty and the creativity was flowing out my head now because I can't spell I'd be typing and then I'd look up and even spell check was like what are you talking about <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, I was longer <laughs> figuring out what it meant than writing yeah and then I published a book and it was a beautiful feeling seeing my book going I wrote a book like and yeah. it was I still think it's the most proudest moment of today, apart from obviously my kids now, from a work perspective, yeah. like when I got it, I welled up a bit, like, of course, because uh, I'm very passionate about like people not feeling useless, like, it's yeah. something because like, I felt useless for long enough. And this was the and proof. It was physical proof. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, physical proof was like Rory O'Connor. And then like, it was like, I think it was like number six in best selling at Christmas. It, 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 yeah. Like you couldn't get my book anywhere at Christmas. Like, yeah. like literally it was off all the shelves. I remember seeing it when it first came out and I just thought yeah. you were a writer. That's yeah, I just thought. Yeah, you, that's yeah. It, it was like, even Gail were like, we totally underestimated this. Like this is a powerhouse. Yeah. And like, I was like, well, fucking I'm writing another book next year. Don't <laughs> underestimate this. And I wrote another book the following year. Um, mainly because I was kind of at an event and it was surrounded by proper authors like you know like big long furry coats and cappuccino with oat milk and the smell <laughs> of fucking Trinity College after man yeah. looking at me oh did you write a book sir I was like yeah I wrote a book what college did you go to I was like oh, I just done LCA myself yeah I'll yeah, write yeah. okay sure anyone would write a book kind of I was like right that's fucking it back home out with the laptop blah, blah, blah. 
back with another book and another bestseller the following year. And it was just, again, I didn't have to prove to anyone. I just want to prove to myself. Yourself, you're yeah. back, you're proving with yourself. You're, yeah, you're proving to yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, those things in your head, isn't and it? I, and like I, like, I always like voice this to all young people I speak to is, is the only person you have to impress the person in the mirror. I don't care. Like, after that, like, once you, you can look at the mirror going, I, I'm giving a good account of myself. That's all that matters. Yeah. And then, and then I suppose like went on like done a, a full house in Vicker Street that was a lovely moment standing in Vicker Street and I remember saying to the audience you know seven years previous I thought I'd nothing to live for and here I am and a lad goes Robert Ory I fucking love you pal he shouts <laughs> and uh, obviously this fella had been been through a dark place himself yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and would you get a lot of that because even like even it's just really like it's mind it's brilliant yeah, isn't it yeah. it's absolutely brilliant but you're so passionate and you can you're, you're so honest I'd say everybody just wants to tell you how much of an impact you've had or what they've gone and through. How like that. They are, Go oh, on, yeah. Rory, because you're yeah. right, he's probably gone through something. Or Do people come up and yeah, kind of no, confe- like, not confess, but give you their, yeah, their no, story? Did you help me with this? Is, or I like, oh, did this. Like it is overwhelming, like you know, like listen, but the, the beauty of it said is put your name to Google and there's loads of people. I oh, hate that lot. The videos are shite, yeah, but, but I'm I'm over that now. Yeah, and like fucking hate or like, like like how do you deal with hate? You just have to rewire yourself. So it's not facts, it's just their opinion. That's the, the way you look at it. And yeah. also, if someone feels the nerve to take out their phone, laptop, and write something vicious towards you without knowing who you are, that's, that's something... That's something that's, right there that's lacking. Something they, they're exactly. lacking. So exactly. I always say to people, before you write that comment, just say, am I happy? Yeah. Like, like I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy now. I don't feel the need. There's loads of stuff I flick through on social media. I go, oh, I don't like that a lot. I'd never dream of commenting like that. Yeah. Because as, as, as your mother would tell you, if you've no good to say, don't sound at all. Yeah. Like. But these people need to venture because... Because they're unhappy. And what they want mm. is they'd love nothing more than notification. Rory stories or Paul got back to going, yeah. you try to do what I do, pal. And they're like, lovely, I got them. You know what I mean? So yeah. just ignore yeah, yeah, them. Right. Like, yeah, 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 like right. I say this to young people, you have to understand not everyone's going to like you in life no matter what you do. Yeah. But as long as you're true to yourself, that's all that matters. Because if you're a fraud and you'll have a few people that like you, you'll know, but it's actually not me. And you'll be just found out. So just be yourself. Yeah. And the people who are attracted to you will be like the people you want to be around. Mm. And that's that's very, like, there's a lot, like that Hell Week thing I've done there. A couple By of the way, ago. I wanted to yeah. start with Hell Week. You yeah. were absolutely superb. I've, I Like, that was... Yeah, like, like that like, was like... And do you want, like, I don't know how you did it. I just, sorry... Again, yeah. no, you I don't either, it. to be honest. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know how you did that. Yeah. How you lasted so long. Yeah, I know. Just, it, like, it's just, it was epic. Yeah, just on that point, like, that that was that was mind-blowing. That, when I come, that show aired, like, it, I can't describe it in my phone. Like, it was so surreal. Like, my, my inbox was exploding. My emails, walking down the street, it was weird. Like, it was like... I was like Packy Bonner after coming home from, from the World Cup <laughs> yeah. but it felt like like people looked at you as as a, as a hero and I was like like I just was myself and, and you know what I mean that's how I would say yeah, I just yeah. went in and I done what I done and yeah I appreciate when I look back that yeah I suppose you know you showed that you can be honest and vulnerable and all yeah. that stuff whatever but that's who I always kind of was anyway yeah. but but the public aren't used to that you see yeah they're not used to seeing especially blokes as well being that vulnerable or being in that situation yeah, yeah. and plus it's torture oh, no, it like, is, it's, it like, it's not like yeah, you're just yeah, not like talking yeah. today to us sitting here having a chat about your feelings and yeah. your past and whatever else but 
you're also physically going through absolute yeah hell. No, it, it, like listen I'm sure anyone that you've spoke to that was ever on I think they don't yeah Ryan Andrews was telling yeah, me yeah like uh, it's, Roy, Roy said he's like it's yeah like it's horrendous. it's uh, like for instance I trained very hard up in the hill of Tara and Mead which is a famous place where when Mead were brilliant he trained there with Sean Boylan mm. but I remember I got a PT and I'd have 20 kg in my back and he'd run me up and down the mountains till I got sick and I remember him shouting in me in my head one day, it was like, whenever you're in like day one or day two of Hellock, remember you've been here, Rory, like this is it. It's now great, you're after yeah. peaking. I was great and ready. I swear to God, I was five minutes in Cork <laughs> and I was like, wow, And I looked at Darren O'Sullivan and says, Darren, what the fuck? And he goes, I know, I know. And from that moment until the minute you leave, it doesn't stop. Wow. Like, like I got, I think I calculated I got five hours sleep in like three and a half days. Like, and the food, obviously for me, was the food now was a fucking killer. Like, I was like, I never felt as hungry in my life. And it was just, it That's was psychologically. And we're all on the same amount of food. And I'm looking over at Neve Cullen and going, Neve, I love you, but you're half the size of me. Give us a bit of that food, yeah. really. Do you know what I mean? In my head. Like, yeah. uh, but it just, that's the way it is. Like, and even remember the first day, we were only there an hour and like I was in this headspace and we going, oh my God, I've never been here before. This is the most... And I remember looking over and, in me, and I remember I seeing Peter Stringer, rugby legend, Andrew Trimble, rugby legend, Melanie Nocta, two-time Olympian swimmer and then just looking at myself going, what am I doing here? <laughs> Literally going like, what What gives you the right to be here? <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. but then I remember said to myself, so hold on, pal, I said, because Ray Goggins has always said, it's not about physical, it's about mental. Oh, I said, Rory they mightn't have been in them dark places you've been over the years like you know what I mean Brilliant. they they they, they went outside that casino wanting to die they, maybe they were I don't know but but I but are being but like, you knew you had yeah like in other yeah. words I was used to failing yeah. all my life like I was shit in school I failed electricity I failed in every job every, no, I was used, so failing was normal to me mm. And 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 I just remember saying that that's it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you, you just just keep going and kept going, kept going, kept going. Then whenever I was done, I was done. And I remember I woke up in the recovery room uh, in this like blow bed, and I remember walking and looking at man. You don't see yourself, and I was like this gaunt face, and like you know, oh yes, there's no marriage. Yeah, you know, and like my hands were all swollen to bits for whatever I don't know why that was. My hands and all here was all black and blue from that crawling like we had to crawl Jesus. the whole time and all here was all black and blue I remember looking at Mary going right Rory you're done I says I don't care how well you feel tomorrow or next week you are done you're maxed out and, and that was it so I never ever ever went back on myself going oh I could have done this I couldn't I was done yeah, yeah. and that's a lovely feeling like yeah to when, find that rock bottom again nearly yeah, you're that, that, like, like, for that physical challenge you had no more in the tank and Ray Goggins had become like ended yeah. up sitting beside him in Vicar Street doing a resilience show and being like this is absolutely nuts this man was roaring at me six months going here I am talking resilience and he said it's not about fin- it's about finishing your journey yeah <clears throat> and knowing he said real leadership is knowing when you're done and it's not a quitting I'm tired it's like knowing that like in my head I was like if we went to war right now I'd be, I'd be liability that's what I was thinking to myself. If we were going to war in the morning, I'd be a liability. So what do you do? Hand in the air. Yeah. Team, you're going to have to go down. But that's what I was saying to myself. And that's how it felt. So I, I waved the white flag saying, I can do no more. Adios, best of luck to you. And that's it. <clears throat> Great journey. Unbelievable journey. And and like, 
bonded with them people like best friends and I didn't know most of them before I walked in and now if I meet them it's hugs and kisses like it's weird because right. like, yeah, 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 yeah. you're in the it's trenches with them so we talk about Hell Week and obviously RTE your latest show with RTE uh, with Philly bring us through it like wow like that's just completely epic another epic series congratulations on it uh, fill us through how does, how does it even begin so about a year and a half ago uh, myself and uh, Jamie Dalton who owns Motive TV who do like uh, Hell Week and uh, Baz, uh, the, the, the homes, yeah, all that kind of great TV. Basically, he, he was like, I have this idea of uh, yourself and Phil McMahon going into Mount Joy and doing a real life meme machines. So basically, <laughs> so ba- yeah, so basically, you prisoners against prison, uh, prison officers in Crow Park Gaelic football. Wow, and I was like, uh, geez, he says, No, I says, Should I ring Philly? So I rang Philly, I'd known Philly a long time, and I rang Philly, and said, Philly. Uh, this the idea and he was like Rory there's no way because Philly works in Mountjoy yeah. uh, Philly works there doing a leadership uh, course now for the last few years and he said there's no way Rory he said Rory to get to get one prisoner out for a dense point you need a couple of prison officers no way to let and I said Philly like trust let's just try and go for it <laughs> uh, anyway one thing led to another um, and it happened yeah it happened like everything fell into place I suppose Eddie Mullins the governor like was on board which was number one um, and RTE commissioner which is obviously the big one and then after that we just kind of went for it so yeah we spent three months in Mount Joy we uh, oh we were there twice twice, two full days uh, for September October, November was it uh, October, November, December and a bit in January so we went in, uh, 10 lads picked from the progression unit who were deemed to pass. So no, I suppose, real kind of serious crimes. A lot of it was drug offences. Right. But no, like like murders or anything like that. Right, Obviously, okay. they wouldn't be passed for victim's sake. So, so yeah, so we started filming in September and it was mad. Like just walking in the gates of Mount Joy, like with ca- TV cameras and just <laughs> pr- prisoners, uh, prisoners all just like in the landings. Out, and like... I don't know if I can describe the real the main jail Mount Joy is a jungle like you walk in and if you picture like loads of landings and lads just shouting and roaring at each other it's organized like <laughs> and it's just like and you'll see yourself in episode one I'm just standing there like as Philly goes I've been here before with Rory this is first time and you just see me and I'm white as a ghost and like, that's really? genuine you're just yeah, like, yeah I was it was hard to take in because yeah. you just see lads ever and you see a lot of lost souls. Everyone's coming up going, oh yeah, what's the audience on? You just see their eyes and it's just, they're yeah. gone. Like, do you know what I mean? Drug, drug abuse, like it's very sad. But anyway, so we went in, we met we met uh, these 10 guys from all walks of, of society, from everywhere, all over the country. Um, and we got started training them Gaelic football and um, yeah, it, it was a great experience. But I suppose to make things uh, really personal, one of my good mates was on the team. So he got f- sentenced to four years for money laundering. Now, if you want to believe in, uh, I believe in, in fate and I believe in uh, like stars and line. And this is mental story. Like I don't even have long enough to tell you, but the, the bones of it is, so Ross, uh, he got caught like whatever, money laundering. So he was waiting for his court case and it kept being adjourned, adjourned. And he was full sure he was going to get off because he'd never been in trouble, done everything right. Like since he got caught, like he was, he was the perfect, we'll say, a person like to do everything he could to, to not get charged and sent to jail but anyway he got sent to jail and he didn't even, he, he didn't think he would but he did but we were meant to start filming about three months previous to Ross getting sentenced but a fella got stabbed and murdered in Mount Joy and the, the documentary got thrown up into the air and we thought it was gone and uh, a couple of phone calls were made and one thing another we said okay but it's a three month delay because we can't do it now and 
literally to the day, three months later, my mate Ross landed in Mount Joy, like, and um, yeah, so I kind of, yeah, you know, I stuck my neck out and I said, listen, I can vouch this fella is a really good guy and I think he will be perfect for this documentary because he comes from great stock, uh, good good work class area, never in trouble, mom and dad, very respected people in Ashburn where I'm from. Uh, he, I'm a mate since we're teenagers, so I, I vouch for him and thankfully he got into the team and he played a massive role. He was like captain of our team come the big uh, day. Do you think, like, just a slight curve on this, do you think that helped him, obviously, with oh, going in? He, so because he, he obviously wasn't expecting that, as you said. So that must have been really... He, Key for him. Yeah, like I, I, I kind of had to tell him shut up one day over the phone saying, Ross, like, like, like thanking me. I said, Ross, I would like to think you've done the same thing for me. Like, yeah. I said, I vouch you because you're a good lad and everyone makes mistakes. And, and like, if you let, if you let everyone down now, you know, you'd be letting yourself down, but me as well now and your family. So I think. Listen, no one's 100%, uh, you know, rehab and, and back to now, but I think he, will, he is a great lad and he comes across on the documentary like he's a real prominent figure in the documentary. So so Ross was, was a key part, but then we, we were due to play the prison officers in a game, but uh, the plan was to do a, an evening with Rory Stories for the family and uh, the prisoners and the friends in Mountjoy Prison, a Christmas gig. So as part of the Christmas gig, I wanted to do Rory's story sketches with yeah. the yeah with the with the the boys. So we 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 done five. So it was like um, uh, getting your hair cut in 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 Mount Joy uh, Mount Joy Yard. One was like the de uh, deal in the Mount Joy, but that, the the punchline was like I look real sketchy, but it was actually rashers and sashes I was selling because they're <laughs> gold dust in Mount Joy rashers and sashes. Like. So uh, so anyway. Um, so we done the sketches, but one of the sketches we done was taking the piss out of a prison officer, like to an extent, or well, I don't know why, why he'd walk it, but just mocking a prison officer because like, there was never any uh, uh, bad, badly intended or whatever. It is what they do. But anyway, they took offence to it and they pulled out this game in Crow Park. What? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, you're going to have seen it by now by the time it goes out. So this yeah. is the big thing. And absolutely, yeah, they pull out a fucking thing. Good luck. And we were like, oh, fuck, Philly, what are we going to do now? Like, and so we ended up playing Philly's Club, Ballymun Kickhams in, in Crow Park instead of the prison officer. So, yeah, it, it's people say, ah, that's scripted TV. I swear it's not. It's great TV for people to watch because it's a big twist in episode three, I think, maybe. But, yeah, like, listen, made the sketch. Uh, do, do what I done, and uh, someone didn't like it, and, and they pulled out. Anyway, long story short, we played. Uh, but along the way, like, we'd, 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 again, I can tell his notion as I've seen it, but lot, like, the first episode, say, we got in the Dublin legends to play us in Mount Joy. So we had Alan Brogan, Michael Darren McCauley, Paddy Andrews, Eamon Fennell come into Mount Joy Yard, play against our lads. And our support was all the other prisoners on the sideline. You talk about hostile. This is me machine. Like, this is oh, it is me machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about insane. like a hostile environment. So we played them. Then we were lucky to get them out of. Uh, so you're saying we played them. You're on the, so you're me on the, so the, managers, the managers for the, uh, the, for prison the, prison, guy, prisoners, the prisoners. Sorry. And we played Dublin Legends yeah. in a match with the all heavy. prisoners watching. And all, a lad with a sign going, How are you, ma? <laughs> 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 so, uh, so, uh, oh and, then, and then we played against X prisoners down in Wicklow in a, a challenge match and they ended up teaming up with us and then we played a game against politicians in, in Mount Joy and we had a big a really good conversation we had every political party represented so we just want to make that divide stronger yeah. so like I, me and Philly turn around the camera going like where would you get it? like like our lads against uh all politicians from every party in Crow Park and as Philly says it's the lawmakers against the lawbreakers like <laughs> and, and then all the kind of high fives after and then up in Eddie's room we have a chat about like like what we know is 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 uh, 
prison is not a place for drug addiction. It doesn't work. Like you send a felon there that's hooked on drugs. It's just it's, the worst it's, place to go. It's fucking and this documentary proves that there's ten lads in our team and seven are there for drugs. Like and they just keep reoffending drugs. Like that's basically what it is. So so we had a chat about that and then and then the big finale down in Crow Park and Spanley One Kick comes. But it, uh, I I've seen tell us um, one because I'm dying. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've seen it all now. Like I I've obviously seen it and, yeah. um, and does it come out in the documentary how the guards put out? Yeah, to to an extent, like yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bit, yeah, it is a bit weird, but how how we go about, and I was obviously RTU a bit worried about. But I think it comes across well. Listen, I, I'd not listen out straight. I'd know uh, bad dealings with prison officers. I found them fine in there. Like there's no nothing like that. I just done what I do, and unfortunately, someone didn't like it. And yeah, listen, it definitely, already up for the prisoners on the back of that. Uh, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, that's that's so it's out. Uh, it's out the fifth of May. It's called Gaelic in the Joy, like is what it's called so Gaelic um, in the joy Gaelic yeah, in the joy so an RT player as well uh, yeah RT1 yeah. RT player so it's Wednesday night at half nine so like prime time kind of slot like so yeah no, I, I, I have to be honest like out of everything I've done in the last 10 years this is number one I think like I because I sounds like I, it. I just like, I, I worked my bollocks off I did and obviously Philly and everyone I just I yeah, you I, gave it I, all. I, I really did, and like me, what like I was so stressed over the whole thing for about a year and a half. Like, and you, you see, you're in Mount Joy, and like you're you're talking to lads that are after. Right, is, is it that mad? Is it? Yeah, it is. Like, is it's, it yeah, mentally? Like it's it's like not to tonight. You're probably going to be won't be able to sleep for two weeks. But wait and see the footage we have in the dark. We have like footage of prisoners stabbing each other. Like, on, you'll see on camera. There's another scene where Philly's standing there. I was late because of glass and Evan traffic trying to get in. Philly, Philly was standing there, and a prisoner just picks up a brush and starts smashing all the lights. And and the blue wave they call it. The prison officers come and pin Philly to the ground. And Philly's just standing there going, this is fucking mad. That's how real it is. Like, it's, well, put it this way, like, it's cameras in Mountjoy Prison. Like, it's not like you have cameras in in, a, in an office. Like, like yeah, it's yeah. prison. Anything can happen at any moment, at any time. And this proves that there's times where... Uh, yeah, so you're aren't in with the best prison of prisoners in a sub-cell. Yeah, yeah. like, no, yeah, we're, in, we're in the nice... We're with the nicest prisoners in... Uh, yeah, but it can still shit can happen. Like. Of course, yeah. But now, we, we, we've been in the main jail filming a couple of days, and it's scary. Like, you don't... Don't want to be there like it's it really is what you'd imagine in your head it's all intimidation and drugs and gang it's scary like you know what i mean like like the kinhans have their own wing in mount joy like you know what i mean it's just it's really as real as you can imagine like scary really? like, yeah yeah you see you just so yeah. it's mad that you drive by that place and it's just a little world obviously on and you know what? i'm glad you said that because uh one of the boys when they get out goes it's mad you forget when you leave that the whole world's going on and when you're walking, when you're walking by Mount Joy, it's it's another world, like yeah, meters yeah. away from you. Yeah, just yeah. across the like, yeah. fucking wall, like it's yeah, just yeah. Mad. And again, it, like uh, I think it's the first time in the history of Irish television that um, that prisoners are shown their face to camera in, while they're doing their sentence. So it is, it's groundbreaking stuff, like, and it's well, fair play. Yeah, I'm actually like, dying yeah, to see that. Yeah. So, Rory, just um, on on how you're doing now with the addiction and stuff like that, and and your recovery and. Um, do you ever have uh, moments where you, you feel like they might come be coming back the the addiction? Or um, yeah, well, look, <clears throat> I'm still an addict. I'm always going to be an addict. Like whether it be whether it be alcohol, whether it be food, whether it be fucking sex, whatever. Like mm. you're an addict, an addict. Like that's the way I look at it. Like so, but you have to be uh, on the right lane all the time. So, like, uh, thankfully now I I can watch like say a Chetland race. I wouldn't be mad if I'd watch or I'd watch a match and I wouldn't think of betting, but. 
that's not to say if it's Ashram done now I'll put on a bet because what happens is you're just knocking the door of the addict again and yeah. he's ready to go for it so I just rather not like so I don't bother at all and and yeah the thing is with addiction is you constantly have to keep filling your void and like I could get bored of all the stories which I do like I get bored of making videos every yeah. couldn't be arsed doing them and, and then your mind wanders again so it's all about keeping then what's next for you what's next for you what's mm. next for you and, and that's it yeah like you have to accept this is the personality you are and this personality doesn't put their feet up. Yeah. So you have to just keep horsing on and it needs to be on the positive road because if you turn to the other road, well then, you know, that the curly fingers waiting for you, whether it be the bookies, the pub, or the cocaine addiction, whatever addiction jurors, the, the, the curly fingers there all the time. Yeah. Um, it wants you back. The devil never leaves your shoulder, like it's always there, it's just asleep for now. Yeah. Um, but keep it asleep, you know what I mean? Like that's all you can do. Like And you enjoying sports a lot more now. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I just I feel. Listen, no, I'm not here to bash the bookies around, but I feel I know, so yeah. sorry for young lads nowadays, yeah. like that. Like with I've been, I think it's. I've been saying this. So my young lad, Luke, is six, big into football, <clears> and he sings the team tune to fucking boil sports in between matches on a Sunday. Yeah. That's wrong. Like, that is wrong. I'm, I'm, I don't care what anyone says. They ban like smoking. They ban mag drinking. But yeah, the young flip six, and he's singing the team mm. tone to do that. Not new one. I don't do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, but just oh, saying, because yeah, the they're taking that one of the and most. And when he common... asks you, Daddy, what's that about? Yeah, but just I try black. I don't know what to yeah, say. Yeah, to him. Yeah, just yeah. gonna say, ah, oh, just forget yeah, adults it's... or whatever. But that can't, like, it's just. It's I just constant. think it's weird that it's on uh, at twelve o'clock in the day yeah. when kids are watching. Yeah, yeah, it. And yeah, when yeah. they see, the, when I was a kid growing up, really, I wouldn't have known what, like you know, when bookies you hear people saying um, two to one or twelve to one or five to yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like the odds are, you don't have a clue when even the feeling. Yeah. I wouldn't have the feeling a betting slip to be honest with you. But now it's like put 50 quid on Rooney to score, well not Rooney, sorry, whoever, 50 quid on whoever, uh, Son or Kane, whoever you can pick, to score the next goal. Um, and it's all we, it's and, and you get 200, and you yeah. get 200 yeah. quid back. Yeah. So they're cute, they're going, right, okay, we go for the kids that they don't, don't need know to know the, the lingo. Yeah. Know, you don't need to know that now because that's a blocker. You just, you, there's 50 quid, you get 200 quid back if he scores the next goal yeah. Yeah. or many his next corners or many, whatever you do. But I think that's wrong. It's wrong. It is wrong. Yeah. And it's if, you're, if you've loads of money, and you're stupid. They'll be our best friends. Best friends. Put yeah, it that yeah, way. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, Quickly, before you go, two questions. First one, I probably know what Zach was going to be. Best financial decision you've ever made. We're asking all our guests a little bit about money because it's a money show. Uh, what's the best financial decision you've ever made? Well, I only turned uh, limited this year, so hopefully that's going to be it. Uh, yeah, I was so trader and getting bent over for the last few years, tax wise. Yeah. But uh, hopefully that's it. Uh, but definitely, I think uh, uh, buying Mark, buying the house for me was you know, yeah, self employed. Bought a house in the middle of the pandemic in August 2020, which yeah, isn't uh, too good. So that was for me, was the end goal for my family like do you know what I mean 100% yeah, great. Was, fair yeah. play congratulations we've been asked everybody else their worst uh, but I don't think there's any point in asking what your worst one is I think we've already covered that today yeah, um, waiting on any power to win a fortune and Ruby fell that was probably the <laughs> 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 specifics are very good yeah no I wasn't I, 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 uh, I wasn't I was actually done betting then thank God but I remember it well going I would have definitely had a lot of money on that but uh, so yeah gambling is, gambling is definitely yeah 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 right it's absolute I'm speechless as Same well it's here, been an yeah. absolute pleasure and I just thanks so much for your time and thanks for popping in for the chat really so and, thanks, and your honesty yeah. and, and your and congratulations on absolutely everything you've yeah. achieved four it's, times it's book first oh no even another book yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no four at the minute finished writing books for a while we'll see prison book coming out maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheers Rory thanks right, again, sound right. thanks, thanks boys yeah yeah 
Thanks for listening to the Two Pauls on a Pod podcast. If you've liked what you've heard today, please don't forget to subscribe to more episodes. We'd love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any financial questions or if you have feedback from the show, just go to askpaul.ie or check out Paul's Instagram account on Ask Paul. And don't forget you can find Paul Reed on Paolo Rito on Instagram. Thanks, Paul. <laughs>